Welcome to the game. This is game. I should have never gave you platform. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go again. Yeah. <laughs> What's good with y'all out there? This is another episode of The Gap. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, aka the Black Seinfeld, aka Magic X. Hey, I got the best audience out there, so y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? Well, come. I don't hear y'all. Come on, people. Yeah. Give yourself a round of applause. You feel me? Hey, man, if they watching, at least they learning. I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. And good Lord, there's a lot of in-betweeners out there. Jeez Louise. Whew. Hey, man. For my tubers, though, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'ma say the same thing. Like a sub, sub a share, share a comment, comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there, you feel me? Hey, though, for my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. And I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in The Gap or Kamar Johnson ENT. Bam, and I'll pop right up. Hey, man, you know who else I like to thank? My sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments. Made out of 100% African cotton. I guarantee a Boucho sex appeal up by 11%. And look here, if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass. Okay? All right, let's hop right into it. And today, oh yes, man, I got to talk to my black people, bruh. Oh, man. We need to stop looking for a black savior. I know some of y'all are like, what? How dare you talk about my, my black baby Jesus and, and stuff like that? That's not what I mean. What I mean is we as black people need to stop looking at one black person that got either accolades or the money and status and all that shit as our black savior. Message. We need to stop doing that. We always do that. That needs to stop. Mm. And you know who an incident I'm going to bring in? Oh, yeah. You heard it. Yeah. I'm going to bring in the Deion Sanders uh, situation. Because we have this black savior syndrome, and it is freaking disgusting. I'm tired of it. It is bull malarkey. Stop this, bruh. Black people, we got to stop that. And ain't all of us, but it's a good majority of us. And from what I've been hearing and how MFs is talking about Deion Sanders, it just, it just falls right along with this black savior complex, bro. Oh, he got it. He good. He rich. He good. He got the money. He good. Oh, what about us? Come save us. Do your part. Do your part. I'm going to say it one more time. Do 
your part. And what I mean by like the whole Deion Sanders uh, situation, um, if you if you don't know, he went from Jackson State, which is in Mississippi, HBCU College, and he went from there to Colorado State, which is a PWI, which means predominantly white institution. And it's predominantly white motherfuckers in Colorado institution. I think it's like 2% black or something like that. So he's been getting a lot of flack from it, especially from the black community. Now, some black people that's having his back, and there's more news coming out, which made me come into this topic, the black savior complex that many of us black people have, and we need to stop having that. And the thing what I mean by this is like, People out there was expecting Deion Sanders to save all HBCUs. That's one sentiment that I'm getting from this incident. No, that wasn't his job. His job was to shed light on uh, Jackson State, shed some light on HBCUs, which he did. He upheld his end of the bargain. Jackson State didn't uphold their end of the bargain. So you can see my eyes. Yeah, I said it. They didn't uphold their end of the damn bargain. And I know some of y'all are like, what? What? What you mean? And Deion sent me prompt time. You know what I mean? He got prompt time money. He good. First of all, he was giving away half his salary to Jackson State. Right, building was the facility wasn't up to par. They didn't have like some um some athletic training things and stuff like that. Like did they have the facility was just ass. It was poo. So Deion Sanders came in there, not only with his own money, you feel me from his salary. In retrospect, he was getting the short end of the deal when he's getting paid and some of y'all out there are gonna be like bring with the highest paid hbcu college coach blah 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 what do you know like contracts can be renegotiated they should have renegotiated that damn contract after year two when he when they went on they, they were winning season he brought in sponsors Deion Sanders brought in his own sponsors to the school and the school itself and alumni didn't do nothing. They didn't try to bring in their own sponsors. They didn't try to bring no TV deals. Alumni ain't donating to the school. It's like 84%, 85% don't donate back to their HBCUs Jesus Christ. at all. Jackson State alumni should have been donating money to keep Deion Sanders at Jackson State. Colorado gave him a contract that was like over four years, like $20 million. So it was like $5 million a year. Jackson State, their contract was a, a million over four years. After the second year, you see it's booming. You see Deion Sanders got the ear of the people. Even 
I don't watch goddamn college football, but I knew about Deion Sanders and coaching Jackson State. And I've, of course, watched some of them clips on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. They should have been on it. They got relaxed. That motherfucking black savior complex happened. Like, oh, it's cool. It's Deion Sanders. He got us, bro. He could do it. He doing it already. He got us. It's that he got a black savior complex. No. Y'all thought Deion Sanders was coming in and y'all had to work less. Hell no. Y'all should have been overtime. Working harder. Trying to get these alumni to donate money. So you could pay out Deion Sanders. Hey, I could be wrong, but I guarantee, I guarantee that if the school would have scrounged up and renegotiated the contract and made it where, all right, Deion Sanders, we can't pay you $5 million, but we could pay you maybe $3 million a year. And then as, as we start accumulating more, we just up your salary. They should have done something like that, or at least tried. They didn't even try. Then they fleeced them on the damn ticket sales. Fleeced them. Yeah. Fleeced them. Said they only sold 28K thousand worth of tickets. Deion Sanders was supposed to get a portion of that ticket sales after he hit 30K. You know how many people was in that stand? 60 goddamn thousand people. Damn. Fleece them on the ticket sales. You know what? Had that black savior complex. Oh, he got it. He got money. He rich. He prime time. He got money for football. It's all good. No. Do your part. They didn't do their damn part. And we got a lot of people mad at Deion Sanders because he took that contract from Colorado and stuff. He did not say he was there to, to save HBCUs. That ain't his job. He is not our savior for that. Y'all should have been overdrive, doing your part, getting out there, hustling, grinding, trying to get TV deals, more sponsorships, more eyes on your college, Jackson State, and not only that, HBCUs should have been in cahoots with all of that. Y'all didn't do your part. Because y'all out here having this black savior complex. Thinking a, a select few of black people supposed to save the rest of the goddamn black community and black establishment. When at the end of the day, we ain't protecting them. Because Deion Sanders got robbed not only from the lowest of the low, but also the highest from the high. He got all his stuff taken out like somebody... Robbed everything, computers, phones, all types of stuff when he was at a game. And then they were robbing him from the ticket sales and money in that way. So we don't protect them. And then if we want to find these people so valuable, how come we don't cha-ching, pay them out? Or at least try our best to pay them out. That, no effort was done, done with that. Then you get mad when he leave and go to a better opportunity and it's for white people. No, stop that BS, bro. That is whack. Do our part. Let's not look to a select few for black savior, bruh. That shit is weak. That is the weakest mentality ever. No. 
No. And it happens a lot, bro. I know it be. Now, I'm going to correlate it with, with, with something that's going to relate to y'all. I know some of y'all, y'all got family members. You doing good. You might have gone off and made something of yourself or whatever. Then you got your family members. Ain't doing shit. But they expect you to save them. Chip them up with some money. Get them into freaking positions and they ain't doing nothing. And then when you don't do it, they throw smut on your name. Talking all types of crap. They they dragging your name through the mud. But they looking at you as a black savior until you can't save them. And then they want to shit on you. We got to stop that, bro. We gotta stop that. As black people, yes, I'm talking to my black people today. You know, my white, my white listeners and white ears, you, the white ears out there, and the other races of ears and stuff. You, y'all can listen, but I ain't talking to y'all today. All right, talk to my black people. We need to get out this black savior complex because it's detrimental, it, and at the same time, it doesn't produce growth at all. It don't produce anything. It doesn't produce animosity and envy. That's all I see from it when it has this. When you're, when you're black saver, don't do what you want them to do, you just shit on them. Smut their name. And then when they is doing what you're doing, you ain't protecting them. You ain't giving them, giving them, uh, making them feel valuable. You feel me? And then you end up being lazy. Because you don't want to do nothing. you like, he got it. We ain't got to do nothing. We got to stop that, man. We got to stop that. We got to get out that damn complex. It's a damn complex. The black savior complex. Man. I mean, sweet baby black Jesus wouldn't even like this. He would have y'all like, nah, y'all ain't going to be lazy relying on me, bro. You better get your ass off your shoulders. Make some stuff happen. Jesus I may turn bread into fish and... Water in the wine, but goddamn it, y'all better be making the damn forks in the plates, okay? <laughs> Good lord, wow, oh my goodness, yeah, man. But uh, on that note, though, like I get my sources from life, history, social medias. Like, I done had it where in my life, family members, and I see other family members progressing, I see other family members try to. Uh, throw dirt on their names and stuff like that. I ain't gonna deep dive into it, but it doesn't happen to me. You feel me? So social media's like history, uh, all the news outlets and stuff like that. That's where I got my sources from. And I just want to leave y'all with with this. Um, if we want to move in a positive direction as Black people and progress as us as a race. We have to get out this black savior complex where it's always, oh, they got it. They good because they in a better position. No, that person in that better position also needs your help. And when you help yourself and help out what's going on, not only will you elevate that person in a better position, that, that person in a better position can help elevate you. You see how that all works? See how that all works? Broke it down in 30 seconds. Y'all y'all take it how y'all want it, okay? All right, man. Enough with this black savior stuff. 
Let's get into the next segment. Ooh, we we got the SAF segment. And today, I got to talk about Wednesday on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Y'all didn't think I was going to talk about this? Mm, I mean, I watched the Adam Families back then and stuff. You know what I mean? Dark comedy. They got this as comedy horror. Like, one episode was kind of creepy, but for the most part, this was kind of like, this was a comical, comical thing in my eyes. I was like, man. And like, when is that? Man, like, at the time, like, I, you know what? Before I get into that, I'm a stat teacher. Let me hit you with the stats, okay? IMDb gave it an 8.4, and Rotten Tomatoes gave it, a, gave it a 72%. Let me tell y'all something. Uh. Man, I can see this score. I can see this. The people gave it ninety-seven percent. I can see that too. So frick all y'all. I understand because um, I felt like the cinematography was really good. The storyline was really good. You feel me? But within the storyline, I think around episode I want to say four or five, it got a little confusing. They brought it back around in like episode like seven or something, but it was getting kind of confusing. And I felt like they were dragging out certain storylines. I was like, uh, this feels like some anime fluff. So I could see why them scores are a little bit lower. I get it. You feel me? Rotten Tomatoes 72. Man, that's kind of low, low, low. Jeez, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I see the score, man. Frick y'all. So, so let me hit y'all with the cast and. You know, I knew Christina Ritchie was in it. You feel me? Because she played Wednesday back in the day in the Adam Family. You feel me? And, and, you know, she played Marilyn Thornhill, which at the end, she she was actually the bad guy. Why? Christina Ritchie always played roles like that. Where you don't think nothing of her, and then she ended up being the goddamn villain. Man. Christina Ritchie, man, like, I, when she was younger, you know what I mean? She had a, a big freaking forehead. Jesus Christ. She grew into her forehead beautifully. Good Lord. What an amazing looking woman. Jesus. But anyway, enough about her. All right, the other cast, uh, Janine Ortega. She was Wednesday. And what's up with Netflix, bro? Y'all always be casting these adults and make them look like teenagers. Jeez. They had, um... Catherine Zeta-Jones, she was Morticia Adams, you know, the mom. And then they had Luis Gomez. And I was so glad they casted him as as uh, Gomez Adams. He was the dad. Because that was a great casting. That was great. That was one thing they were really good at, too. They casted really well, you feel me? And then who? Uh, they had Joanne Dolene Christie. She was Larissa Weems. And let me tell you about this actor. I, I love her as an actor. She was in Game of Thrones. She was in um, damn, what's that other that other show? Oh, I just watched it. I can't think of it right now. But she was in another show I literally just watched this year, and she's an amazing actor. I, everything she's in, I always, I always love. Man, such a good actor. You feel me? Then they had Emma My- Myers. She was in it. Sinclair. She was like, she was a werewolf. But she was like a colorful-ass werewolf. She was a rainbow wolf. Okay? She had them nails and... 
She couldn't wolf out. She wolfed out at the very end to help her friend, but she couldn't wolf out and stuff. And, all right, there was one more person uh, that, like, really stood out to me, and he was he was on Shameless. And it was, um, where is Berber at? Where the hell is he at? God damn it. I can't find him. Y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about if y'all watch this. He was on Shameless. Why did they don't have him up here? They don't have Berber up here. I don't see him. That's not him. That whatever. Berber's on Shameless. <laughs> you feel me? He was on Shameless. Really good actor. Like him a lot. For real. Alright, anyway. Let's get into the goddamn plot of this show. Like I said, this is a comedy horror, and it was basically Wednesday is um her first thing. She's having trouble in high school. She got expelled. And rightfully so. She put a whole goddamn school of piranhas in a damn pool where the the the, the um water polo team was playing and bruh got his ass eating off. What? It was all on my ass. I mean, they were picking on her little brother and she was like, I'm about to get you motherfuckers. Put, she put the piranhas in there. Ate his ass up. <laughs> ate another kid up too, but the main person got <laughs> ate up. Didn't die though. You feel me? So they sent her to another school and like this is supposed to be the school for like misfits. And people that like are uh, outcasts and stuff like that. This is a freaking boarding school. Stop bullshitting. <laughs> ah, you said they trying to say they say people that go to boarding schools got superpowers, bruh. They strange, but yeah, not because they going to the school and this is school where her parents actually met each other and they fell in love. So they were like, this would be good. You can meet like-minded people like you or people that are like you and stuff. And let me tell you, uh, Wednesday Adams, uh, she not like-minded at all of none of these motherfuckers. At some point, I was even like, God damn, Wednesday. Can you just turn into Friday and be happy? Jesus Please. Christ. Because you a little bit too mean. I know that was her character and all, but I remember back in the Adams family, bruh. I mean, God damn. Wednesday wasn't that cruel. Oh, was she? <laughs> bro, I was even at some point like, bro, I'm so sick of this girl, bro. Like somebody, yo, like can one of the girls there like just whoop her ass real quick because she getting out of hand, bro. Man. But anyway, she went there and then there was this, this mystery monster that was killing people and uh, murking people and stuff like that. And the thing, the thing about it, uh, uh, it was people thought that monster was aligned with Wednesday because soon as she comes to the school, that's when people start getting murdered by this monster. So, but then she started figuring out, figuring out herself because it's high school. She started meeting boys, start having like she had two love interests too. One was um played by. Hunter Dohan, he was Tyler Galbin, and uh, spoiler alert, he was the monster. He was the actual monster. And he was being controlled by Merlin Thornhill, which played by Christina Ritchie. 
And the thing about it, nobody suspected Marilyn Thornhill because she was considered the outcast of the teachers because she was normal. She didn't have no powers, no weird shit going on or whatever. So nobody suspected her. I didn't even suspect her. That was a great goddamn twist and turn. When I found out, I'm like, I would have never guessed. I would have never guessed it was her. And I would have never guessed Tyler being the monster. I was expecting dude, dude, dude from Shameless. Why can't I find a dude from Shameless? Like, this is irking me because I can't find him. I wonder, is it Percy? It don't look like him, though. Oh, it ain't Percy Haynes. Wow, whatever. Bro from Shameless. That's what we just going to start calling him. And why I thought it was him was because he was an unknown. So they had categories for uh, these people. They had they had the werewolf uh, people. You know, high school. They had clicks. They had the werewolf people. Then they had the people they call uh, um, like sirens. Sirens is basically like, just think, just, just mermaids. They're basically mermaids. They water people. And Head Siren was played by uh, Bianca Barclay. Uh, Bianca Barclay. That was who she was. This was played by Joy Sunday. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. And so she was like the head of the Sirens, and they had other clips. But the girlfriend Shameless, he was unknown. So I thought he was a monster. And the monster looked like a combination of a... Actually, like a combination of a siren and a werewolf. <laughs> oh, I see why Rotten Tomatoes dropped y'all points a little bit. Dang, it could have been a little bit more creative. But yeah, Wednesday's getting into the school. She, uh, her roommate, which is uh, Inra Sinclair, the uh, Rainbow Wolf. They start like they created a friendship, but it like you know a lot of conflict. But they learned conflict resolution, which was great. You feel me? And they start really bonding with each other. And then the the thing, which is the hand, but there's like they family member. You feel me? That's the Adam family family. The thing was uh there and like you know helping her out. Was supposed to spy on her, but Wednesday was like, man, I know you here. Stop, stop bullshitting. So then they're trying to figure out the mystery. There's also like a secret society club there, and Wednesday just kind of found it all like off a whim. Jesus, like, whatever. And they was like, well, you want to join it? She was like, uh, I don't want to join y'all little frat or sorority or whatever you want to call it. Hell no, I'm good. <laughs> Even though her parents were in it, organized it. And uh, uh, Larissa Wims, you feel me? She was in the Secret Society too. She was like the dean. And she was getting pissed off because Wednesday kept getting in trouble, getting in trouble, and she getting in trouble with not only the the normal kids at school, but also she getting in trouble with the normal kids outside the school, the kids that are considered weird in the school, but everybody wanted to be around Wednesday. I would have been like, Wednesday, I'm moving to Saturday. I'm tired of dealing with Wednesday. God damn, you want to be alone Wednesday? All right, be alone with your damn spiders and beetles and snakes. I'm out of here in your little weak-ass typewriter, okay? Good Lord. Jeez, but I mean, I guess, I mean, everybody wants to be around her. She was, I guess, that cool. But she had tiff with uh, Bianca at times. She's had tiff with everybody. She was like, 
Wednesday is the 50 cent of goddamn this show. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. When I mean she beefed with everybody, bruh, she beefed with everybody. I was like, bro, why is this? They made her too mean, man. Even I got sad. I was like, bruh, Wednesday, you hurt my feelings. But yeah, they start cracking the case. She went to a therapist too. And some people thought the therapist was the one controlling the monster. But it wasn't her. I personally thought it was a therapist controlling the monster. But it wasn't her. Like I said, it was uh Marilyn Thornhill. And um, yeah, man. The therapist was played by uh by Ricky Lodholm. She was Dr. Valerie Kimbo. She was a therapist. And I thought it was her controlling the monster, but it wasn't. You know? So there's a lot of twists and turns in this. And then you also find out the backstory of Wednesday parents. And they thought like, because there was a dude that was uh, the sheriff or whatever. And he just didn't like, uh, he didn't like Gomez because he thought he murdered somebody. But essentially, it was actually Morticia. She murdered bruh. Because bruh was whooping Gomez's head. She was, she's a rider, bruh. She's a rider. Because Gomez was getting his ass whooped by Berber. And Berber loved Mortician, but Mortician loved Gomez. And then, like, uh, Berber was about to kill him. And then uh, Mortician popped his ass. And then he fell off the roof. And Gomez just took the rap for it. Man, what a rider-ass family. You feel me? So Wednesday found out about that and stuff. And then Wednesday started finding out, like, oh, I like boys. Damn, I'm into this. Because she... She started falling for the uh, the Tyler uh, Galpin uh, character, but he ended up being the killer monster, and of course she falls for him. Instead of other bruh from Shameless, who was trying to help her out the whole time. See the psychology in that? Bruh was trying to help her out the whole time, was a good guy the whole time, and she shit on him every moment she could. Booed him every moment she could. Curved him every moment she could. Message! Man, but yeah, the myster the mystery start uncovering more and more, and then it's I'm gonna pass by all the melodrama stuff because that's it's a series. I can't get into all the dirty details, but it was a lot of melodrama because it's high school. They high school kids, even they got superpowers and all that and weird stuff. Where they're they're still high school kids at the end of the day. So there's a bunch of melodrama in there, but um, fast forward to more of like the end. They they figured out that it wasn't the therapist and it was uh uh Marlene that was controlling the monster and the monster uh was Tyler and Tyler um essentially he uh he didn't really have much control but for some reason he had some control not to kill Wednesday because the monster saw Wednesday and he kind of was like so he had some type of control of that but. They they ended up uh catching catching Marlene. She got locked up or whatever and stuff like that. And then Tyler, you feel me? They found out it was him and they kind of was like, okay, we're gonna try to control this for you because we knew you wasn't in control and you were killing and you just a killing ass monster. So we're gonna have to, you know what I mean? And then she uh, you know, Wednesday start having a better appreciation. For everybody, really, at the end, she was still herself, 
And people still was messing with her and was like, yo, you yourself, but yo, you cool. You feel me? And Wednesday was like, you know what? Y'all cool too. You feel me? I'm going to still be me, but I ain't going to be as me. All right? And then, you know, uh, Innocent Claire, she got the wolf out finally. So then at the end, you parents proud of her. You feel me? Because she was an outcast. She was an outcast because she couldn't wolf out. Mm. Yeah. Man. But yeah, man. At the at the at the very end, I I, I liked it though, man. They're gonna do a season two because uh it has some other things unexplained, like, well, why was the secret society here in the first place? How did uh Wednesday parents, how are they a part of this? I mean, did they really they didn't really truly solve the case of the Gomez and Morticia killing the dude? Why well, was like it, it was certain certain things unanswered, and they already I think approved a season two or something like that. So I'm all for it. I I, I really like this. I like the direction. It was comedy as gore. So, oh my god, I was laughing at certain things. You feel me? And like like I said, I know at one point I think it, episode six or something. I, at that point, I was just like, now Wednesday, shut the fuck up. I'm tired of you being this mean, god damn it. But before that, I was like laughing my ass off. She was saying some of the most wildest stuff. She got Asperger's? What? Is Wednesday, is, is she autistic? Because like, it, isn't that one of the, is it Asperger's or autism? Where you, you blurt out what first comes to mind. And that's what Wednesday did, does. She just blurts out what comes to mind. Huh. I don't know. But yeah, man. And um I personally think uh they might incorporate uh her little brother a little bit more, which was played by Isaiah Odornes, and this is uh Pugsley Adams. They might incorporate him a little bit more cuz he's going to be older and he in high school. I would actually like that, incorporate Berber and make him more into like, you know what I mean? He he start gaining some courage. You feel me? So yeah, man, this was, to me, this is a great series. This series uh, touched on all bases that I like. I like horror. I like comedy. I like dark comedy. I like uh, I like the contrast of how she was dark and had everything black and stuff like that, but everything else around her had color, very colorful, popped out, which made her pop out even more. And I like how um, they didn't make her, at the end, become like, like a whole pushover and sweetheart and like she just became more understanding of them and they became more understanding of her and she really truly gained friends and I, I like that i like that portion of it you feel me and i just like like i like all the characters they had actors here that i really like and i like in other shows and stuff and it was co comedy and drama you feel me little, little love story here and there and i don't like a lot of love love story but a little bit, okay, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I Look, it, I'm not going to recommend you to watch or look at the show or anything like that. But I'm going to recommend you to watch. <laughs> oh, look at the show, bro. Come on, bro. It's Wednesday. Come on, bro. You got to go watch that, bro. I liked it, man. This was tight. This was tight. I, I appreciate this, man, for real. And I like how they brought... They had uh the black characters, you feel me, 
in more of a position of power. Like uh, one of the characters played by Tommy Earl uh, Jenkins, he was no uh, Noble Walker. He was like the uh, the mayor, but he was the uh, he was like in the police. Uh, he was like the police chief, and then became mayor. Position of power, and even with um, Joy Sunday character, she was in a position of power. You feel me? I like that. They put them in more of like positions of power. I like that. You feel me? Yeah, man. Y'all go watch it, man. Once again, that was Wednesday on Netflix. I mean, what else can I say? Can't wait for season two. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Y'all know what time it is. Ooh it is meantime. meantime. And I got some juicy memes for y'all. Y'all know how to format a show go, so I don't need to tell y'all. And right here we got a uh we got a Black Panther. And we got a dude actually hella close to this Black Panther. Is he gonna pet it? I don't know. I don't know if I should be I will be that close to a Black Panther like that. And it reads Excuse me, sir. Do you know do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, T'Challa? Chadwick Boseman, bruh. Hey, yeah, T'Challa, bruh. Black Panther, Lord and Savior, T'Challa. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> and he has in the Black Panther, bruh. That is gold. Comedy gold. Wow. Oh my God, bro. This one sent me through the roof. All right. It got, so it got the weekend. And they, they photoshopped the weekend face on the body of Wednesday. Jesus Christ. And it reads, when you thought it was the weekend, but it's only Wednesday. What? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I think the funny thing about this is that the weekend got the same expression as Wednesday does. Oh my god, bro. That is hilarious. Oh, lordy lord. And this one, okay. So, it's a meme created by introvert memes. And it got, it got Wednesday on the left. And it got uh, the rainbow werewolf on the right. And it reads, me in the morning versus other people. It got Wednesday looking all like, I'm tired of this shit. Get me out of here. And then they got the uh, the Rainbow Werewolf. She happy as hell. She like, God damn, I love mornings. Where's the proof? Oh, the best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. Remember <laughs> 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 the commercials? They be happy as hell to be up in the morning. It be, it be 3.30 in the morning. Is, mm, I'm happy. Yeah, she had them Folgers. Wow. Oh, my God, bro. All right, man, enough of the meme, bro. Hey, man, bro, I appreciate y'all. Thank you, man. I got I got the best audience out there, bro. So y'all know what y'all should be doing, right? What do you do it then? All right? If they watching, at least they learning. Hell 
yeah. I appreciate all y'all. From the ugly to the beautiful to the in-betweeners. And good Lord, there's a lot of in-betweeners out there. Oh, my God. Whoo! This is another episode of The Gab. I'm your lovely or hated host, Kamal, a.k.a. The Black Seinfeld, a.k.a. Magic X. Amen. Look. For my tubers out there, YouTube been around since 2005. I don't need to tell y'all what to do to get the video or the channel booming. But just like the rest of the tubers say, I'm going to say the same thing. Like a sub. Sub a share. Share a comment. Comment a like. Y'all know what to do. Most of y'all smart out there. You feel me? For my potters, though, I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on Spotify. And I'm on, and I'm on iHeartRadio. Across all those platforms, all you got to do is type in The Gab or Kamal Johnson ENT. And bam, I pop right up. You feel me? Yeah. I'd like to thank my sponsor, First Place Losers. The link to the shop going to be in the description below. Y'all go check out the fire-ass garments made out of 100% African cotton. I guarantee it'll boost your sex appeal about 95%. And look here, if it look good on me, it's going to look good on your in-between ass, okay? Hey, man. I appreciate y'all. My two family, you know what I mean? Reddit, all y'all, man. Social media, all them numbers is going up. Y'all doing a damn thing. Y'all commenting. Y'all engaging. We having great combos. And like I say, y'all the real MVP. You feel me? I'm the opposite of Wednesday Wednesday when it comes to my damn audience. I am happy and ecstatic for y'all. If I was Wednesday, I'd be like this. Yeah, leave without saying bye. Huh? Why should I? I'm Wednesday. This was good. This was good.